With the 2023 F2 grid now confirmed, let's take a look at the drivers and constructors, as well as some key people within Formula 2. Welcome to the second episode of Formula Talk, where we talk about everything F2, F3, and other motorsport racing series. My name is Sophia, and joining with me today is the usual Tom Downey. Hi. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And yourself? Yes, not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. That's good to hear. But first, if you enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you can leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're one of the 77% of people who haven't yet subscribed to the channel, please consider helping us out with a like, subscribe, and a share. Let's get into it. First up on the grid is Dennis Hager. He's 20, with nationality of Norway, currently racing for MP Motorsport. However, last season, he was in Formula 2 with Prema and finished 10th. Previously to that, he was, in 2021, the F3 World Champion. And for this year, he's also confirmed as a Red Bull Junior driver. Driving alongside him is actually his teammate from last season with Prema, Jehan Deruva. He's been in F2 since 2020 and finished 7th last season. He was with Carling for the first two years and then, as mentioned, was with Prema. He's 25 with nationality of India, and he's also racing for MP Motorsport. He was a former Red Bull junior driver, but was released in 2023. He's also drove a McLaren in testing three different times for Silverstone, Algarve, which is in Portugal, and Paul Ricard in France. Next up, we have Enzo Filtipaldi, 22-year-old Brazilian driver, currently going to be racing for Rodian Carling. He's been in F2 since 2021 with Chiru's Racing. He finished eighth last season. He is also a Red Bull junior driver and also the grandson of two-time world champion Emerson Filtipaldi. And they're definitely keeping it in the family because his brother is currently the reserve driver for Haas. Just taking over from Sofia a moment. Next on the grid, we have Enzo Filtipaldi. Born in 2001, which means he'll be 22 this year. He's a Brazilian native. I'm sure a lot of people will recognise the surname. And this year, he's going to be driving for Carlin. He's been in F2 since 2021 with Charouse. He finished eighth last season. He's recently signed for the Red Bull Junior programme. And as I alluded to earlier, he's part of the Fittipaldi family. So his grandfather is Emerson Fittipaldi. And his brother Pietro Fittipaldi is the Haas reserve driver. Joining him in Carlin is the 20-year-old Barbadian driver Zane Maloney. He had quite the year last year in Formula 3. It was his rookie year. He was the top rookie in F3 as he finished second, with this being his first season in Formula 2 coming up in 2023. He is a Red Bull junior driver and he is set to be Red Bull's reserve driver in, in Formula 1. And also his his uncle actually owns a circuit back in Barbados. Does that mean we could see the Barbados Grand Prix? Somebody called Liberty Media. I'm sure Sophia would love to see that. Yes, take it to the islands. Be so exciting. <laughs> Following from that, we have Theo Pocher, who is the French 20-year-old driver. He's one of the few drivers that are actually sticking to the same team that he was with last year. He'll be racing with ART. He was the runner-up in F2 in his second year last year, and he's a Sauber Academy driver. And you may have recognized his name in F1 as he's been able to do some free practice one sessions last season in the Alfa Romeo car. Joining him for his rookie season is the 2022 world champion in F3, Victor Martins. The 22-year-old French driver makes it an all-French lineup for ART, which is also a French constructing team, similar to Alpine. And while mentioning Alpine, he's also the Alpine Academy driver for this season as well. 
Next on the grid, we have Frederick Vesti, the 21-year-old young Danish driver driving for Prema. Last season, he finished ninth with ART and has made the switch over to Prema as he hunts down for the F2 title. He is also a Mercedes junior driver who drove the W scene, because you could say unlucky for some, in the Abu Dhabi Young Drivers Test after the conclusion of the 2022 F1 season. His teammate this year is 18-year-old Oliver Behrman, who is a uh, who is yet another Brit on the grid. As mentioned, he is obviously going to be driving for Premier, given his rest his teammates. Behrman finished F3 uh, as a rookie. He finished third. He's also starting his first season in F2, and he is a member of the Ferrari Driver Academy. Another upgrade from F3 to F2 is Jack Crawford, the American 18-year-old driving for high-tech this season. Last season, as mentioned, he drove in F3 and he finished seventh. He's also another Red Bull junior driver. There's a lot of them being on the grid this season. Joining him as well is Isaac Hajar, the French 19-year-old driver. Again, another F3 progression. That's a rookie-rookie team, so that would be quite an interesting one to look out for. He finished fourth and, again, a Red Bull junior driver. What do you think about the double rookie teams? Is that a good thing? Or is it going to be like Haas? Do you know what? I was going to mention Haas. I really hope it doesn't turn into that. Given they haven't got a Russian flag on the front of their car, I'm sure I'm sure they'll be okay this season. But yes, I'm a, a double, you know, a, a double Red Bull junior team. Maybe they can start scrapping it out for a, for a drive in the RB19 or whatever, whatever Red Bull will call it this year. But um, further down the grid, I say further down the grid, it's only because going in, in sort of order of... of I don't even know what... No, there is no order to this. It's the constructors lineup. Thank you, Soph. Uh, I, I knew I was trying to get somewhere with that. Next up on the grid, we have the two dance drivers, with Ayumu Iwasa being the young 22-year-old Japanese driver who finished fifth in F2 last year with dams, and he is yet another Red Bull junior driver. His teammates, some of you might recognise this surname, Arthur Leclerc, born in 2000. He is monogasque, not French. They are monogasque. Also racing for dams, as I mentioned... He was in Formula 3 last season. He finished 6th with Prema. He, this is his rookie season, and as I mentioned, he is a brother of the Ferrari incumbent driver, Charles Leclerc. He is also the Formula Regional Asian Champion for 2022. For once, we don't have a Red Bull Junior driver. We have a Ferrari Driver Academy member on the grid, as you might guess, given his brother's links to Ferrari. There's a lot of Ferrari Academy drivers, though, in this grid as well, but not as much as the Red Bull, for sure. Further down the grid, we have the 20-year-old Australian virtuosi racing driver of Jack Doohan. He raced in F2 last season with virtuosi and finished sixth. Now, you might recognize the last name, Doohan, as he is the son of the five-time world champion motorcycle rider, Mick Doohan. He's also an Alpine Academy driver. Joining him, making the switch from VAR to virtuosi, is Amri Kudil, the 20-year-old Belgian driver. He, as, as I mentioned, he was with Van Amersworth Racing and finished 17th last season. Now, kind of a cool fact, he's never carded professionally. He went straight into single-seater competitions, which is a quite an interesting progression given he's only 21 and went straight into single-seater. Most drivers have to do carding at some level before making the switch. So I wonder what's the secret. Yeah, that that is quite unusual for a um, a driver not to uh, not not to go through karting because usually it seems like these days 
they're barely out of nappies and then into in, in into karting and then into F1. You know, just look at Sonoda, for example. It'll be interesting to see how um, how he gets on. Bear in mind, he hasn't had the karting background. Moving down the grids, next we have PHM Racing by Sharus. Now, Sharus obviously you know is a name well known, but due to the sponsorship deal, they are going to be known as PHM Racing by Sharus. First of all, they have a bit of a staple of the F2 grid, and that's not necessarily a good thing to say in a feeder series. Moving further down the grid, we have the two Charouche drivers, or I should say PHM Racing by Charouche. So first of all, we have an American driver, who I believe um, Zach Brown will probably be keeping an eye on, is Brad Benavides. Awesome name, by the way. Uh, he is a young 22-year-old American chap who will be doing his first season in um, Formula 2. Bit of a shock to Sun, given he only finished 23rd in F3 in his in his rookie year. And bear in mind, he did complete a full season. But he'll be partnering a somewhat established name and you could say, a long-standing driver of F2. That's not a good thing to say with a support series like this, or a feeder series, we should say. 1994, going to be 29 this year. Thanks for making me feel old, Roy, because I'm the same age as you. Swine is, as I mentioned, Roy Nassani. A 29-year-old, 29-year-old-to-be Israeli driver. He will also be racing for Sharus. He has been in F2 for four years now. He did take some time out in 2019 as he as he had an injury. He finished a whopping P19 with Dams last season, and he is a Williams test driver. I think that tells us all we need to know. Yeah, literally the oldest on the grid for this season. There's only three drivers that have 19 in their year. Make you feel old? Yeah, very <laughs> Another rookie coming in from F3 into F2 is Roman Stanek, the Czech driver who will be racing for Trident. He was also with Trident in F3, finished fifth. And as mentioned, he this is his rookie year, but obviously he's been with Trident for a few years. So I feel like it's he's got a development with the team anyway to begin with. Um, he was a member of the Sauber Junior team back in 2019 as well. Joining him, making the switch from MP Motorsport from last year, is Clément Novelat, the French driver, 23 this year. As mentioned, he was with MP Motorsport, who won the Constructors' Champion last year. But however, he finished 14th, unlike his teammate at the time, Felipe Dragovic, who was the world champion last season. He is also the BRDC British F3 champion back in 2019, before moving into F3. Three and F2. Next up down the grid, we have two Van Amersfoort drivers. So, first of all, we have the young 23 year old Dutch driver, Richard Vershaw. He finished 12th with Trident last season in Formula 2. And this season, as in 2023, he's going to be entering his third season in in F2. Partnering Vershaw this season is going to be the 24 year old American Juan Manuel Correa. Now, some of you will obviously recognise that name, you know, due to uh, due to some bits we'll talk about in a moment. He was in Formula Three a couple of couple of years ago with ART, where he finished P13. He was in F2 for the 2019 season, but as I'm sure most people listening to this will be aware, or if you're not aware, he was involved in an accident where Antoine, where he collided with Antoine Hubert at the top of Radion at Spa. Again, I'm sure a lot of people are aware. Hubert tragically lost his life and um, and Correa sustained pretty, pretty severe injuries. 
it's incredible that he's back on the grid and back into an F2 car. That's, that is testament to both his mental side and the physical recovery that, that he has done. But looking at some more positive history, um, he has raced in the European Le Mans LMP2 last year, where he came, uh, where he finished seventh, I should say. And he will also be racing with Prema in the World Endurance Championship, or WEC, as people know it, this year. And rounding out with the last two drivers of the 2023 grid is Kushmani, who is racing for Campos 23 this year. Um, he's another driver from F3 to move into F2. He was with MP Motorsport uh, last season, finishing 14th. His brother also is a racing driver as well, who has competed in GP3 and in F2, even though he's younger and doesn't race anymore, which is quite funny. H flip. And the last driver of the grid is one of the the second oldest driver at 26, the Swiss uh, driver, Ralph Boschon. He has raced every single year of F2. F2 started in 2017. Now, mind you, in 2020, he never completed a full season. He only raced two races that season to help with um, teams due to injuries. Last season, he was with Campos and finished 15th. Again, one of the few drivers still sticking with the same team from the previous season. And that's year 2023 grid. Now, we've mentioned the constructors a little bit. So let's talk about who, who they are, who's the team principal, and any kind of key facts. Right, with the constructors, we're going to go in order of how they finished last season. So starting off is the champion constructor with 305 points of MP Motorsport. They've been around since the beginning, since 2017. They're originally based in Netherlands, and the team principal is Sander Dorsman. Next on the grid, we have Carlin, who was, whose team originally founded by Trevor Carlin, hence, hence the name. Uh, this year, they're competing under the name of Rodin Carlin. They made the debut in F2 in 2017, having been a staple of the GP2 grid. They came second last season with 297 points. Uh, and as we mentioned, this season they've been renamed to Rodin Carlin, whereas, whereas in, in years gone by, they've been called just Carlin. Some previous drivers who are currently on the, on the F1 grid include Lando Norris, who raced for them in 2018, and also Yuki Tsunoda raced for Carling in his uh, in 2020. I had to think about that for a moment, because I keep forgetting we're another year along. Uh, yes, uh, Yuki Tsunoda raced for, for them in 2020 as well. So those are some of your incumbent F1 drivers. Third in the standings is ART, the French constructing, again, another staple since 2017, with their team principal, Sebastian Felipe. They finished third with 281 points. Now, there's been some key people within ART, specifically the 2018 champion of George Russell and also the 2019 champion, Nick DeVries, who is going to be making his full season debut in the F1 grid this season. Also, Alexander Albon did race for ART back in 2017 as well. Fourth on the grid is Prema Racing. They are an Italian team who made their debut in F2 in its inaugural season in 2017, having been a staple of the GP2 and GP2 Asia paddock. They finished fourth in 2022 with 241 points, and they have uh, they have two previous, no, three, I should say, previous drivers who are who are a 
F2 champions and B, currently or formerly on the F1 grid. The most recent one being uh, Oscar, Oscar Piastri. Uh, he was uh, he's obviously 2021 F2 champion. Be racing for McLaren this season. They also had Mick Schumacher, who won his who won the F2 title with Prema, who's obviously not on the grid anymore, um, or not actively. And then also in 2017, in the inaugural uh, F2 season, Charles Leclerc won uh, won the driver's title whilst racing for Prema, and he is obviously at Ferrari for all his sins. Next up, we have High Tech, a UK-based team that's been around since 2020. They finished fifth with 207 points, and they're actually based in Silverstone. So it's quite cool to ride by the track, I think, actually. Yeah, I mean, if if, if, they, if they run out of nuts and bolts, they could pop over to Aston Martin over the road and pick some up. <laughs> yeah. But um, just behind High Tech is, uh, is Dams, again, another sort of staple of the of the sports series paddock you'll see their name a lot through um a lot through gp2 f2 and also f3 gp3 uh they again joined in the um uh, joined in the inaugural 2017 season they finished sixth in 2022 and they've they've had some good names racing for them in the past but sadly no champions in under the f2 umbrella as of yet could this be the season that changes who knows well, I mean, Arthur Leclerc's joining, so maybe, given how close he's been in the champions in F3 for ages as well. Obviously not last season, but in previous seasons. But we'll see. Next up is Virtuosity Racing. They actually started in 2018, so the year after F2 started. They're based in the UK, and they finished seventh with 134 points. Interestingly enough, they are the only team that's also not in F3, all other constructors are in F2 and in, and in F3, but not Virtuosi. It's unusual because you usually see teams in F2 and F3 together. Is the two the two tens go hand in hand? But mm-hmm. um, at last, you know, it, 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 it may, be, may be a funding issue or something. But anyway, just behind um, just behind them, we have, as previously mentioned, Sharus uh, who are racing under a different um, different name this year. They're going to be called PHM Racing by Sharus. Technically, it's a new entry because it's a, it's a, it's a new constructor, much as Racing Point was to Force India back in 2018. But through the season, it's a similar thing to that. So it's it's a rebranding. It's a new entry, but it's the same team, same you know, same facilities, all the rest of it. They're based out in Germany. Sharus Racing was actually Czech originally uh, and that team was around since 2018 in 2022 they finished eighth with 130 points and they've had the only f2 female driver thus far on the grid in Tatiana. i'm going to do that again because i wasn't very good just behind virtuosi is phm racing by charuse who are technically a new entry for 2023 they have existed since 2018 um, but they renamed for the season much like force india did to racing point it's that kind of thing. The the structure and the backbone is still the same. They are based out in Germany now. It was originally a Czech team uh, that's been around since 2018, who finished eighth with 130 points in 2022. Also last season, they had the only female F2 driver on the grid being Tatiana Calderon. Following from that is Trident, finishing ninth with 108 points. Again, another staple starting back in 2017, and they are based in Italy. Yes, again, Trident, better working. They've been around for years on, on the grid. Just behind Trident, we have Van Amersfoort Racing, who made their debut last year. F2 is a very, very difficult field to break into, so hopefully we'll see them 
uh, we'll see them better their 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 finishing position of tenth with seventy three points. It's not a lot to add to them as as they're 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 a new team, but you know, interesting to see what they bring. And the final constructor is Campos Racing. Interestingly enough, the team principal is Adrian Campos Jr., who you might recognize that name as his father is an ex F one driver. They've been around since twenty seventeen, and they are based in Spain. And as mentioned, we're going in order of standings from last season. They finished 11th with 67 points. However, they had a lot of team changes. Them and Shrews had a lot of team changes in the 2022 season with different drivers coming in and out as well. So hopefully it's all settled now. We have the drivers all confirmed for the full season, albeit hopefully there's no injuries or race bans from penalty points. But we'll, hopefully they all get some more points on the grid for the next season. Yes, and yeah, you know, hope, hopefully, um, hopefully they, they don't do a Gasly and, and wind up with a load of points. No race ban though. <laughs> Close. Don't, don't tempt him. But yes, yeah, so, going to be an interesting grid next year. You know, there, you know, there's there's quite a lot of sort of young blood coming through. You know, it seems like it's almost exclusively sponsored by um, by the Red Bull Junior Program and, and the Ferrari Driver Academy. But throwing in a couple of Alpines, I think we've got a driver in Frederick Vesti as well for a. Uh, a good measure so yeah. yeah i'm very much got, looking forward i'm very much looking forward to this season with um in f2 yeah and you got Teo as well who's part of salvo it's gonna be interesting like i mentioned there's a lot of rookies i think there's only two teams with non-rookie at least a non-rookie on the pairing so we'll see how that comes into play especially with these new uh tracks such as uh, melbourne coming in and especially for some of these drivers in F3 who have never raced in Melbourne or even F2 actually who have not raced in Melbourne, but also these F3 drivers have never raced in Monaco. So that's going to be interesting this season as well, having them on the grid, see, see if they can put the skills to the test and come out quite nice high up on the grid. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be quite competitive at, at the top this season, I think. I, well, I say I think I'm hoping we're going to we're going to see some good battles between drivers and teams for for those two top spots. Any drivers caught your eye? Maybe going to take the championship this year. I think Daruvla might have a good shout because he's relatively consistent, and you know, with a sort of erratic nature of of F two, uh, I'm hoping that he'll you know he'll he'll get somewhere. Failing that, I think Jack Doohan's a really good shout. He had a really strong season last season. Better man, he's a rookie as well. And also, I'd say keep, keep an eye on Iwasa. Okay. So, kind of returning F2 drivers, I'm going to go different. And I feel like I just need to back this given from Bermuda and from the islands. But Zay Maloney, I've said, that, I've, <laughs> I've said this on F1 Chronicle Grid Talk all the time and in conversations with other people. I think he is definitely one to watch given that he finished second in his rookie year in F2, uh, F3, sorry. And now he's moved up into F2. His links now to Red Bull being potentially the reserve driver. I think he's definitely going to be the one to watch. And he's going to surprise us all. But I mean, other than that, I mean, Ollie Behrman as well. So, like, it was such a close battle in the Formula 3 season last season, which we'll definitely go into in the next episode or something down the line. But they were very close. Of, it was anybody's. It was either Victor Martin's. Zane or Ollie, pretty much, and you just didn't really know. It was quite a very head-to-head battle. It went down to the last wire, to the last lap of the race. So I think Ollie might come out with some, with some good points as well. Returning grid as well. Dennis Hager as well. 
I think might actually get some good points. And he had not the best season with Prema in his rookie year. But I think now moving to MP, having um, MP win the Constructors last season, I think they have a nice car set up. And who knows? Maybe he might be the give them back-to-back Constructor Championships. No, I just knew you were going to back Maloney. I, <laughs> I had yes, to. I, I have to. Just knew it. I just knew Island it, support. Island support, yes. Yeah. But... He's a good driver as well. Oh, like, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. He's a bit, there's a there's a lot of good talent in um, F2 this year. He, I mean, you know, there are probably good half a dozen drivers I'd say who are in a good shot with taking the title. And you know, if if, if we just run down the list of drivers we've got, I would say Hauger, Deruvula. You could throw maybe Maloney in there. You know, I- Iwasa Leclerc. Doing to a point, Clement Novelak as well. I'd say you know mm-hmm. maybe Richard Vishaw. Any of them. I'd say do have an outside chance of, of taking the title because those are the names you've seen around a bit. I think Leclerc might perhaps take another season and I hope that there's not as much pressure on him because of his surname like we get with him um, because you know, obviously you know, his brother you know very, very successful already in F1. Doesn't have a title yet, but I think that's only a matter of time. Provided Ferrari don't pit him for hearts in Hungary again. Looking at you, Ferrari. Um, I'm not even a Ferrari fan, but even I felt the Claire then. But yeah, but you know, even when you've got sort of younger drivers, you know, like Jack Crawford, Ollie Behrman coming through. I mean, Teo Prochet's only 20. You know, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just mad. You know, and, and then, and then, then you've got, you know, Grandad Nassani driving around. You know, you know, he's, he's going to be 30 next year. I'm like someone else on this call, and it's not you. Nope, so, 25. <laughs> it, yeah, all right, rub it in, why don't you? There's a lot of good, good talent in in the group this year. And there's there's a lot of a lot of potential with people, so we'll see. Definitely, and we'll have episodes each week giving you a rundown on how the season goes. Because, like I said, it's anybody's race. It goes down to the last wire because of how the points are structured, how crazy these drivers can get with their elbows out in racing. It's anybody's title to win for this season. It's going to be great. F two is always really competitive to watch. It's always really fun. So let's. Um, Let's just buckle in and enjoy it. And I think especially when we get some weekends, which are going to be slightly more mundane, should we say, F1 races. So, you know, so circuits where, it's, where perhaps we don't see as much good overtaking, what have you. Let's, you know, I think it would be a good chance for people to watch more F2. To, to, if, if you want to see wheel-to-wheel racing, for instance, given the spec series, give F2 a watch. Seriously, you'll thank us. I hope, please. Definitely, for sure. Oh, that's our episode. Coming to you next week is it potentially the F3 grid. It's still not confirmed yet. We still have a few more seats available. So we'll see. Maybe we'll give you a rundown on how the 2022 season happened for F2. Who knows? Like I said, we could get all the seats filled by the time we film our next episode. I mean, I don't even know how many seats are left in F3. Did they confirm one just before we started recording this? Did they? Yeah, I can't remember who it was though because I only put I only caught. Oh, Jenzo, um, Nikita Bedrin. That's right. I yeah, so, I, I only caught a quick glance at it before one, I. Um, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. So there's only six six spots still available, uh, including the whole team of PHM Racing by Shrews. They have not confirmed any drivers yet. Actually, there's seven spots. We have one for high tech. We have one for Roden Carling. One for Campos and one for Jensen. But that's another episode for another day. Absolutely.
Formula Talk, which is part of F1 Chronicle Grid Talk, is available on YouTube. Most of the episodes will be recorded live once the season starts. At the moment, this is pre-recorded. But once the F2 season starts, we're going to be recording live on YouTube. So make sure you like and subscribe. But you can also find us on other platforms such as Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal, and Pocket Cast. Just search Formula One Grid Talk to find our back catalog of shows with previews and reactions to qualifying and race results for Formula One, as well as this new show talking about all things other motorsport racing. As well, please consider supporting the channel on Patreon so we can get better mics, lights, and better recording equipment. Also, make sure you subscribe to us so you're the first to know when each new weekly episode is released. We'll be back soon with plenty more motorsport content. Thank you, Tom, for joining me today. Pleasure as always. And thank you very much for listening and goodbye.